Uh, welcome to Behind the Bar. Um, this is us talking about the session, different things. Today, we're actually going to answer some questions that were sent in by some fans. Uh, I have JD here with me across the table. Hello. Next to him is Mac. Oh, oh. Ne- next to Mac <laughs> is Jeff. Hello again. And we have Felicia over here to the right. Sup? So the first question is, what makes a game world feel more alive to you guys? I do my best to craft a world that feels like things are interesting and happening regardless of my players, but I'd love to hear from any of you on specific things that hit that note. Avoiding the pitfalls of I am the center of the universe that's so common to RPGs is something I really want to do for my players. Uh, Yeah, it really comes down for me, uh, memorable and reoccurring NPCs. It's like watching your favorite TV show. You kind of fall in love with the different characters and you're always introduced to the main few people that are in your show, but then you start to fall in love with these background characters and they do silly things. And just like you were mentioning on there, it really comes down to if you want the world to feel alive and like there's something going on in the background, these NPCs provide that insight. And Toby does a really good job at bringing to life random people from nowhere like uh, oh my gosh yeah totally that can be a whole other behind the bar episode is like how much does toby actually make up on the spot what <laughs> characters were planned it's true. and what oh, characters were it has to be like 80 percent. i feel like it's just so much that's a big part of my answer face. it's it's not just the reoccurring things but toby is so good at at listening like he lets us create things when when we are feeling creative. That's the biggest and thing. He yep. fills it in at the same time at the same time. And so there's I think there's a big balance between all three of those things. Ag- totally agreed. And he also lets us fail. Like he's not oh, too yeah. like failures are what create memories and failures well, are and what, conflict and like it's oh, a story. Yeah. Those so do not get erased. Yeah, no. and it's not like it's not like if he doesn't have something planned, we're like, we want to go to this weird clothing shop. He's like, nope, everything's closed. Like, he doesn't ever say no to us. And that's a huge part for me. Making the world feel alive is it's really like an open world yeah. well, for us. Well, he says no, but it's uh, it takes about 20 minutes until we figure out that that's a no. <laughs> yeah, no if it is a no, it's the most creative no. Yeah, he's a, he's really, absolutely right. What do you guys mean... Or what do you mean, JD, when you say that I I say no in a creative way, like that it takes 20 minutes to say no? Well, for instance, when Jeff wanted to go to the shop and get um, disguise. a disguise, um, that wasn't the right answer. But you let that happen. You didn't just shut it down immediately. You let them spend time in there and figure out that that was perhaps the wrong way to go about it. So... I don't actually think it was the wrong way to go about it. Um, It wasn't a no, right? But it was bringing the world alive. So you guys wanted something specific from a clothing store, but the clothing store you walked into wasn't what you were looking for. It was the different type of clothing, right? It was this secondhand store designer, designer, right? Right. And <laughs> the, the guy in there, Gen X clothing or something. Perhaps oh you made them dig a little deeper to yeah. find out what they were looking you, well, for. Well, you don't yeah. say no, you say yes and. Right, sure. We've talked about yeah, that Yeah, we talked yeah. about that in the last oh, yeah. And that's, that's what I was uh, trying to get to earlier was we're all like, uh, Toby lets us all be like mini GMs. We're all world builders. And we all get oh, to go yeah. around and we get to add our own two cents on what we see, what colors we see, it's people true. we talk to, and kind of make up the story. And Toby's really good at just rolling with those punches. Like, he's 
he's all about it. Like he'll just go off of what we say and change up the story. So then we have to retort with something completely different, even in a conversation or as we're going around and looking at things. It's it's really yeah. Fun. I, I can't tell you how many times we've uh, gone through a a little storyline, and then Toby's like, "I just made all that up to go along with what you guys were doing." <laughs> yeah, and yep. it blows our fucking minds. In, in previous campaigns, world buildings become starting out following the module and becoming something completely different by all yeah. these side characters and NPCs we run into. Because yeah. because we found that a lot of times it's more fun to follow their story. You know, what are they up to? Why are they acting this way? Is there something going on? And it's funny. I can look across the table at Toby and see him laugh and embarrassed like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're going with this. But guess what? I have something to retort and you're not <laughs> going to really like it. And I'm going to see how you react, because guess what you just did to me? That's just totally yeah, how it's it like, is. It's oh a dead gosh. end. It's a total dead end. And we're like, God damn it. We just spent 20 minutes on this dead end. Well, that was awesomely fun. Well, yeah. and that's what makes it. The, like that, that's, that's what, what makes, makes it, it come alive. Yeah, well, because yeah. you think about yeah. it in real life, shit happens all the time that doesn't lead to anything. It's just part of life. And yeah. I think that's such a big thing in role playing is just having those moments that are like uniquely relatable because you're human or because you're, you know, you, you have the experience you do in everyday life and you can have that in game. And that's such a big deal for me. I don't really think they're dead ends, right? Like, I don't think you ever get into a spot that is a dead end. For me, on the GM side, what makes the world alive is you guys going and doing things and that stuff just happening organically, right? Like, my mind is always thinking two steps ahead. When you ask someone a question, it's like, how is this web connecting to the greater, like, life of this person? And then it just starts forming. Like, I get in their head and that's what becomes of it. That's where the improv comes from. I become this person while you guys are talking and it just spirals as we're talking and and building things. A good example of that is in the episode four where you guys are in the park in the eye and Kennedy comes up to you to talk to you. And before that happened, Jeff, you had no idea that you even had a rival, right? Like no idea. And he comes up, I let you know it's a rival of yours. And then that just, started nothing you said made any sense to me like in any regard but i went with it and i tried to be as non-descriptive but direct as possible and it was fun i love that it was so good and now yeah. all of a sudden cash has this rival that he and crumbles apparently were working together in a, some kind of possible race or competition or whatever oh, yeah. and that we, was a fun and story as as crumbles does used her engineering capabilities to uh what we've decided sabotage the ship and <laughs> Utterly destroy it, probably leaving him stranding. He probably had to build from the ground up and stuff. So he's got a huge vendetta against us that we kind of put on ourselves. But that's that's what's fun. Yeah, we made that up in the moment. We had no idea that that was going to be the thing that was happening. Like we were just like, uh, yeah. The Jeff was like, oh yeah, that we totally messed up a ship. And I was just like, cool, sounds good. Sounds, Let's do it. It sounds fun. That's, it's a good hook. That sounds like what Crumbles and Cash would do. Yeah, and that's what's that's what's so great about this this question is you're asking about how you can help build a world. Well, that's the thing. You can only build so much of the world and then you got to let your players take over from there. Absolutely. They build yeah. the world. Well, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think every single one of us is really good at gifting. So essentially like gifting and taking. So gifting in the sense where it's like, oh my gosh, cash, 
where did you get that really ugly jacket? And like, that's a gift to you and you'll just roll with it. And you'll be like, oh, well, I slept this is one girl and it fit me and she was blah, 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 like whatever. But we're really good at just throwing out random facts, the rival, the anything and just going with it. Something like that. (laughs) What advice do you guys have then for, let's say someone's just starting out, right? They're not, they don't have the experience of DMing for years and years. They pick up a module like Dead Sons that we're running through. How can they help make the world alive for their players while running this module? Because sometimes it's hard to come up with those NPCs and and, and be in the moment all that time because you, you're running this story written by someone else. So how can they help keep that world alive while still sticking to this story? So I'm going to take this one first if you guys don't mind. Um, something that for me I, is super helpful it would just be like, don't make it awkward. Like I know it's new and like, you maybe don't know exactly what you're doing, but it never, never at any point feel like you're doing a bad job. Like just, you know, be open to it. Like what could change and what, you know, what options are there and like, just kind of let your players explore and then explore yourself with them. Like you have to kind of learn and build that kind of player GM relationship, which is weird to say, but like, that's a real thing. And like, you have to be comfortable and, and get there. So just don't be like, don't let it get weird I guess like don't get uncomfortable because it's okay and you'll get there yeah there's no right or wrong answers you have a guidebook and that's awesome but also it's coming from you and the players you're building it together no right or wrong exactly it's a real, is the right is the right term it's a real give and take like you you have a setting and as a dm you put that out there but your players they have ideas and it's good to roll with those ideas sometimes yeah, um, I agree completely. And you can listen to anyone's story. There, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are doing the same Dead Sons, right? Their story is different than ours. Totally different, it's, yeah. It almost is like a different world. So it's cool to be able to build those stories. I would say my advice to anyone who's just getting started on GMing or or trying to make the world feel more alive for their players, allow yourself the freedom, like the others said, to make that mistake it's okay. And it's okay to go back and say, hold on, that doesn't make sense. Like, let's just go back a little bit and start this part over and then just rebuild it. Right. Like, absolutely. It's, it's fine. Again, no mistakes, no mistakes, no right or wrong. Just a guidebook. If it doesn't feel right, then just change it a little bit. Well, there's overall atmosphere of the whole group. You're going to go in knowing that you're all going to, you should all collaborate beforehand. Hey, we're going to play a serious campaign. We're going to buckle down and we're going to be really serious about this. I want a dark, serious campaign. Okay. Then that's what you're going to play together. We like to play a joking campaign. Comedy is the spice of life. And that's why we go in knowing that we're all going to give each other a laugh. That's the whole point. Some people want to play murder mystery. Some people want to play combat. Some people want to do rules as written and that's all good. Yeah. Yeah, Just feel out your group and decide on a theme. Decide on a theme. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say to follow up on that. Like, Really, really like we kind of uh, we have a good uh, feeling for each other and we understand each other and we're able to play off of each other. Yeah. And And that's super big for us anyway. And you're just going to get better. Like the next time you do it, you're going to be better than you were before. And eventually it'll be nothing. Uh, Yeah, that's that question. Um, Next question. And that's did you have something to add? Um, I don't really, I, oh, I was just going to say it has, you know, a lot of it has to do with just no, getting to know your group too. So if you're playing with people, you don't super know very well, then, you know, it's going to take some time just to get that dynamic going. And, you know, we've been together for like 
the, the longest seven to eight years and that that's a long time. Long time yeah. So, you know, we gel really well and that, you know, so. yeah. when you're talking like, you're talking like even like encounters and stuff like that, you're going to be yeah. playing with strangers. So it's even might be okay as a GM to kind of just say, Hey, by the way, you guys like, unless you're doing like an official game, but you know, like, by the way, I like to take it easy. You know, let's, you know, if that's what you're into, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to like, Come up with some fun stuff. Be kind of weird. And that's kind of what makes the game memorable, I would say. Yeah. And you can even let them know beforehand, like, this is how I do it. How do you guys do it? You know, like, you don't have to just start and then have them, like, kind of get used to it as you're going. Like, you can just say, hey, this is what I do. And they can either take it or not. And that's up to them. Um, How do you guys do accents so well and for so long? I can do a decent accent, but it lasts a very short time before it just falls apart into a weird Irish-ish. I love how much more interesting it makes characters as well as the NPCs. Uh, well, I guess that's you and I, Sonny. Um, and Toby, obviously. Yeah, he's- I Honestly, I can't tell you how many hours I have spent, like, just talking to myself in the car as whatever accent. Like, I like I. it's super weird now, but, like, I, I do so many different accents. We play games that are accents, like, at least in my family. And so it's just, like, a something I've done my whole life. And so it's practice, I think. And they're so fun. And I just love doing them. They're super fun. And you always need a catchphrase. You always need, well, me personally, I always need a catchphrase to like hook me into the kind of where the accent sits. Mm -hmm. Um, Also in the car. So I listened to this British podcast, um, just driving back and forth to work. And in order to practice, I usually just repeat the sentences that come out of my my car so i just repeat the sentences after sentences and it's just kind of you just get the feel for it i do that too i literally (laughs) do that this morning and i didn't ever realize i was doing it because i was just talking you're just talking like crumbles because that's just what you do and now i can do it on cue but but then you can also do like what's another accent you can do like the we were doing it earlier what were you doing this crazy jewish one do it do it do it on cue yeah i gotta find my catchphrase it's so hard Oh, I was going to go into like a Russian. It was so weird. I get it. I'm trying my catchphrase. Yeah, you had to. I'm the same way. I have to start with the catchphrase whenever I do an accent. And I'm the same way as the guy that um, our listener here who asked the question. Like I, mine falls apart too half the time. In one of our Pathfinder games, I do like a British accent. But if I don't know much about England, but I sound like I change dialects in the like I'm like from South London or North London or from the, the countryside <laughs> and it's like never quite sticks right. So I'm I'm absolutely rubbish at it. <laughs> so you guys talked about how you start an accent, but you didn't really talk about how you continue to do the accent. Oh, it's like, a good call out. Um, I sometimes I have a really hard time and I just stay in the accent the whole time. I can't go back to Mac voice. So sometimes I'm just like, I'm in it. Once I leave, it's going to be hard to come back in. It's like a setting. Like, it's kind of like a physical setting. Like, I don't know exactly how it stays that way, but it's like you just set your jaw a certain way and you just make a, like, I have to do faces. I have to do, you know, gestures and I just get super into it. And so I I think it's like getting into the character more than just the accent. Oh yeah. It's Uh, so much. I agree. My face, when I'm doing the NPCs, my face changes all the time. Like it's I so put good. on a persona of that person yep. and that is who I am. The accent just goes with it. It's it's the whole, not just the voice, but the whole body. Like you bring everything into it. I, I do characters where I pretend like I'm smoking a cigarette every single time. And that's just it's getting true. into that character. Um, 
So I'm, I'm the same way. I, I pretend to hold a glass of whiskey whenever I'm doing cash swinger lines. Like I can't, yeah. I can't, like sometimes it's just mental. I'm holding it, but sometimes I'm literally holding my cup here, pretending like it's a glass of whiskey. Yeah. It, it's weird. It helps. So just get into it and it's okay to slip in and out. Um, next question was, was targeted to the game master, but I think it can apply for the group. Um, what do you do to keep players on track? One of my players is a good friend who is really great when he's actually involved in the game, but it seems like half the time he's just on his phone. I'm not really sure how to handle that without coming across as rude. Ooh, call it out. I know it's super rude sometimes. Sometimes it seems that way, but you know, if you're playing and you're playing for for real and it's a serious game, like you spend hours preparing, it's not worth having them waste, you know, that time or I don't know, that sounds kind of harsh, but like at least for us, we're, you know, we know that we do it. And so like we call each other out and we're like, yeah, I was doing it wrong. Like I, I'll fix it. I think we're super comfortable being able to say, hey, you kind of messed up right there or whatever. Yeah, so let's answer it like we're not then, right? This obviously is like they're not comfortable. So what if you're not comfortable in that setting? You you don't want to call it your friend because maybe they won't respond very well. So how do you do that? I feel like you have to find a hook for them or create a situation that almost revolves around them um, to try to like get them back in the game. I've never been a DM, so that's coming just from me as a player. But if I was bored and on my phone, if there was a situation that only I could save the day or it revolved around like something with me to get me back in the game or morally invested or put me in like a morally compromising situation where like I have to put down my phone and think, make a hard decision in the game just to get me back in there. Find another hook for them. Well, it comes down to if find the times that they are paying attention. What do you do? Do you change your game a, a bit when they are paying attention? If all of a sudden you're yeah, noticing great. that they're into combat, you may have to add some more combat into your yeah. thing. And it's it's yeah. easy to what do add they combat like? to your even your role playing as well. It can be role playing can be a combat. You're doing dice rolls for diplomacy, things like that. I mean, if you can make that somehow, uh, you know, to the style of your players, then you might have more of a reaction. It's just a suggestion. What does each person like? Uh, while they're playing, you know, like you can tell while you're playing what is grabbing their attention. What are they picking up on? Yeah. So what what is it? Yeah. Well, and another thing too, just you know, because a lot of people it, maybe they don't realize how much time DMs really put into the game. They put hours of time into the game, and especially if you're doing a homebrew, like that's your baby, and that's a big deal. And like to have someone not pay attention is like it's really demoralizing. So, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing. Maybe after the session, if that happens, just to be like, Hey, reach out to him after and say, Hey, you know, I just noticed you were kind of on your phone and I totally understand, you know, you you know, we have lives outside this game, but I just wondered what was up? What can I do better? Just let you know, you know, I put a lot of time into this and it's really important to me. And so, you know, just call, you know, it's kind of a rough situation, but that's kind of what I would do. I th- I think there are players out there that maybe uh, are like, uh, this isn't my turn right now, so I'm going to check Facebook really quick or whatever, you know, and it's just a, um, I don't know, like a pay attention, uh, don't be rude kind of thing, like be in the game. If you want to play this game, be in it. There's game etiquette. Yeah, I think. there's etiquette. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Just be part of the game. If yeah. you want to be part of the game, you should be all in. Well, yeah. that's that's Here, kind of, sorry. That's, that's kind like of from somebody base. that's uh, 
<laughs> and guilty of that guilty uh, a lot of a lot of those things and i think i've i've toned it down quite a bit but i don't i still don't pay attention like i don't um study as much as i probably should like i don't know like there's more to be done so then is it bad if someone's on their phone like, yes yes it is Is it what what if they're still enjoying the game and yeah, if they're having fun in their own way, I don't, and I understand like the, like what Felicia was saying, you put a lot of time into it and it feels rude, but at some point, like, do you still want to play the game or do you want to make a deal of it? So it, it comes down to, you have three options, you either confront it, play to their strengths or suck it up. That's yeah, true. That's, what, true. that's good, really it. Good way to end that. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this behind the bar. If you have a question or, or things you want us to answer or discuss, send them in to the sidequestin at gmail.com. And we'll get to those on another a future episode. Um, that's it. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Bye-bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.